Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening yo welcome back this is the sports gamble ramble this is sgr number 60 it is that time of the week. We got to break down the playoff games. We are in conference championship weekend. Four teams remaining, of course, the Chiefs, Bengals, Rams, and 49ers. Both games on Sunday here. Uh, let's jump right into it. Um, the uh, games this weekend, 3 p.m. Sunday, we've got the Chiefs as a seven-point favorite over the Bengals. Uh, the over-under is 54.5. And then at 6.40 p.m., um, the 49ers head over to Los Angeles, where the Rams are a three and a half point favorite. The over under is 45 and a half. So we'll start with the Chiefs Bengals game. A lot to talk about about these games. A lot of narratives here as we're getting to the end of the season. Some of these teams, you know, Super Bowl runs are kind of coming together. Um, this is, you know, no new experience for this Chiefs team. They are hosting their fourth straight AFC championship game. Um, I did, you know, I looked into this. I was curious this week. I'm a huge Andy Reid fan from his time in Philadelphia. Um, and I always, I root for him to succeed a lot. I know a lot of people are getting Chiefs fatigue here, but, um, I'm kind of rooting for them, you know, going forward to kind of finish this and, and get Andy Reid and Mahomes another Super Bowl here. Um, Andy Reid is the only uh, coach in NFL history to take two separate franchises to four straight conference championship games. Um, the only other coach to ever take uh, a team to four straight conference championship games twice was John Madden. He did it twice with the Raiders, so both with the same team. Um, even Bill Belichick has not done this. Uh, Belichick does have the record for most consecutive conference championship games, I think going to seven or eight in a row at one time, which is crazy. Uh, but I thought this was a really impressive stat, and I just wanted to give Andy Reid a moment of recognition. You know, on two separate occasions over the last 20 years, he's gotten a team to four straight conference championships. Did it with the Philadelphia Eagles from 2001 to 2004. So really impressive. Also, I think he's uh, the first to host four in a row. I don't think Madden or Belichick uh, got to that mark, although I'm not exactly 100% on that. So that is an interesting narrative here. Obviously, the Bengals are kind of this darling team. Won two straight playoff games here. One is a favorite. One is a road dog. Uh, still pretty salty about the, the, you know that Titans game. I was really depressed last weekend, guys, after losing my Packers and Titans futures, both in a span of, what, four hours Saturday night. It was a rough weekend. But 
the Bengals are here and, and we got to talk about them, unfortunately. You know, they're a very exciting team. And they're very capable of putting up big numbers, specifically on offense. The defense has impressed me as well. I mean, I did not think this defense would be good at all. Um, kind of if you go back and listen to my preseason episode on the Bengals, I mean, really most of the episode was based on fantasy value because I just didn't think this team would be able to put it together this fast. I did not think the defense would perform like it has. They've really been able to get pressure after the quarterback. Trey Hendrickson's been amazing for this team. Um, so we're looking at the Chiefs and Bengals here. You know, it's not the matchup that I wanted going into this season, but it should be a good game. Uh, like I said, spread is seven here. Um, over under 54 and a half. The Chiefs are a minus 355 money line favorite, while the Bengals, if you want to take them to win the game, it's plus 285. Um, these two teams did play each other in week 17. Uh, in Cincinnati, where the Bengals, I believe, opened as a six, maybe five and a half point home dog. That line got pounded down all week to, I think, four, maybe three and a half. And the Bengals ended up winning that game 34-31, arguably Joe Burrow's uh, best performance of the season. Um, it was during that two-week stretch where he was throwing for like a 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. In this game against the Chiefs, Burrow went for 446, four touchdowns, no picks. And Jamar Chase, I think, had like 200 10 receiving yards. I didn't write it down. Pretty crazy. So obviously this Chiefs team has shown some weaknesses against the Bengals offense, at least in their previous matchup. Um, I believe the Chiefs had put up 28 points in that first half, and then the Bengals came back, uh, holding them to only three points in the second half. So that's uh, something to pay attention to. Maybe they've made some adjustments, but I think this Chiefs team is really humming right now. And I'm going to pick against the Bengals uh, for a third straight week here in the playoffs. I like the Chiefs minus the seven. Obviously like them to win, but I'm willing to lay the spread. We've seen this move between six and a half, seven, even seven and a halfs have been out there this week. The books, you know, willingness to move off the key number of seven and throw a seven and a half out there, even if it was brief, I think is pretty telling in this situation. I will absolutely take the coaching advantage. I mentioned Andy Reid's vast career and playoff experience. This is the biggest game Zach Taylor's ever even smelt or sniffed, you know. Um, I just don't trust him to be able to outcoach Andy Reid head-to-head with, the, with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but this is about giving predictions here, and I'm just giving you guys my opinion. You know, if the Bengals come winning, you know, any of you Bengals fans, I think there might be two or three of you out there, um, you know, come holler at me, come tweet at me, you know, talk some shit, whatever. That's fine. But I'm on the Chiefs this week. I like them. I think, you know, this one being in Kansas City in a playoff atmosphere versus the last game being, you know, home field advantage for Cincy and, to be honest, Chiefs didn't have a whole lot to play for in that game. It was clearly more important to the Bengals to make a statement against, you know, the AFC's top dog. But this one's for all the marbles. I'm just going to go with the team that's done it. The, you know, this will be their third straight Super Bowl appearance. Um, and it should have been four probably if D4 doesn't hop off sides against the Patriots. So... I like it. I've got a little bit more information for you rather than opinion. Um, not much on the injury report. Tyron Matthew is the most notable name here. Uh, missed last week's game, I believe, against Buffalo. Um, 
with a concussion, uh, but is uh, he was a full participant practice Thursday and Friday, so it's looking like he should return to the team. Not much else on the injury report for this game. Uh, the referee is Bill Vinovich. Uh, home teams this year, 10-6 and six straight up, 8-8 eight and eight against the spread in games refed by Vinovich. The over-under has gone 6-10, and 10, so the under has hit 10 out of 16 times with the average score accumulating 45.6 points per game. Uh, looking at the uh, you know action splits here, the ticket counts, the money splits, uh, seeing about 65-35 split with the Chiefs getting more action on the money line, about a, maybe closer to 60-40 on the spread, but still general ballpark there, which you know I'll lean with that side as well. I've told you guys I'm on the Chiefs in this spot. Uh, the over-under, very lopsided count, is we're seeing 81% of the action on the over here. And the over-under is 54.5. It is a big number. This is tough. I'm not as good with over-unders, but anytime I see you know the public action at, at 80% on the over, I do lean towards the under. It's just the contrarian sense in me. Um, couple, you know, one last kind of uh, narrative storyline thing I want to bring up. I'll give you guys a couple specific picks on some props in this game. Um, I want to talk about the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals real quick while you guys are listening. Um, guy's impressive. He's on a bit of a run. He's a rookie kicker, Evan McPherson. Uh, he has hit four field goals in each of their, uh, two playoff games so far. So he's at eight for the regular season, um, including, uh, the game winner last week on the road in Tennessee. That's a big kick for any kicker, uh, let alone a rookie. So it looks like they have a weapon. He's established himself at least for this season as a top five, top three, maybe kicker in the league. It's all about longevity and consistency, but the guy's hitting kicks. The reason I'm bringing this up, the uh, the playoff record for for single uh, postseason field goals is 14 by uh, Adam, ben Adam Venetieri, and this guy's at eight so far. So, you know, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. I don't expect the Bengals to go to the AFC Championship, but we have to, you know, play a little devil's advocate on this show. Um you know, this guy needs six more field goals to tie Venetary's record. So if he hits three in the AFC Championship game, the Bengals pull it out, shock the world, gets another three, we're talking record books. So I just wanted to bring that up. I thought that was interesting. Guy's got a lot of confidence. The team really likes him. This Bengals team is gelling. I mean, I hear the guys talk publicly about how they love each other. They're, you know, they're they're a tight-knit group, and they, they really support their head coach. A uh, bit of a tangent, Zach Taylor, you know, I think it's a good move. The Bengals kept him this year instead of just cutting bait after two bad seasons. He wasn't going to turn this Bengals team around in two years. Um, but they have done a really, really great job getting themselves back into relevancy. Uh, that McPherson kid, the kicker, last week before the Titans uh, game-winning field goal looked to the backup QB after a sideline attempt and said, uh, ah, it looks like we're uh, going to the AFC Championship game, boys. Then went out and knocked down the kick. 
that's crazy that a rookie kicker has that level of confidence. So, uh, you know, I heard an interview with that guy earlier this week um, on a radio show, and it was uh, pretty entertaining. I'm going to give you guys a couple picks that I think are worth looking into for this game. There's some pretty interesting prop options out there in the market for this weekend. Obviously, you guys know that I am leaning with the Chiefs to win and cover. Uh, you know, based on that logic, kind of like the Bengals team total under 23 and a half at plus 100 odds this weekend. They have not gotten to 24 points yet in the playoffs, uh, to the best of my memory. I will do a quick Google for you guys as you listen to me type. But, uh, yeah, 19 points against the Titans. They, they, I guess they scored 26 against the Raiders. I thought that might have been at 23. Um, yeah, not this time. Not this game. I think this game looks a lot different than that 34-31 shootout that we saw in Week 17. Um, yeah, 23 and a half feels like they're just baiting you to take that 24. I kind of like the under there for this team. Like I said, big moment for a very young team. I know Burrow's playing well. I know they have weapons. I know Mixon and, and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I know these guys are good, but I mean, it's not like the Bengals have been world beaters, especially throughout the playoffs. They barely squeaked by a Titans team that really shot themselves in the foot through three interceptions to basically give that game away. And some of the play calling was pretty embarrassing throughout the second and third quarters in that game, in my opinion. So what I'm saying is Titans lost that game. Bengals didn't win that game. And then, you know, I could rant all day about how fucked the Raiders game was between the officiating and all the bullshit that happened at the end there. I mean, they barely beat that Raiders team. So I'm not going to pick them to beat this world beater Chiefs team. In my opinion, there was four teams this year, four teams that should have been the final four that we should have seen on championship Sunday that are in, clearly in a tier above every other team in the league. Those teams are the Chiefs, the Bills, the Packers, and the Buccaneers. Chiefs are the only one left. It's clear that they're the best team left in this playoff uh, Bengals, again, I'm surprised they're even here. Not to be disrespectful, this shit came out of nowhere, and I, it's just it's the end of the run for me. Um, couple of picks. I gave out uh, Bengals team total under 23 and a half. Um, also, this is contradictory. I think Jamar Chase has the opportunity to have the most receiving yards of any receiver this weekend. You can get that at plus 300 odds. I think he's the third favorite or so. Um, favorite being Cooper Cup, of course. Uh, but Chase and this uh, the Burrow passing yards, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a big thing last time these two teams played. And uh, I think those are decent odds. I think there's a world where the Chiefs possibly put up 30, 40 points on this team and Burrow has to throw a lot in garbage time. Um, so yardage wise could be a big chase day, I believe. But I still, from a team perspective, am not fully in on the Bengals this week. Last thing I think that I want to discuss about this game, you know, you could bet the Chiefs minus 355 to win this game, uh, or you could bet them, I think they're minus 125 right now to win the Super Bowl. But I'm attacking it a different way. I have placed a bet this week on Pat Mahomes to be the Super Bowl MVP. Now, it's not exactly the same thing, but really, I mean, okay, the Chiefs win this weekend as a minus 355 favorite. You're in the Super Bowl, and no matter if they're playing the 49ers or the Rams, the Chiefs are going to be favored in that game, and most likely 
Mahomes will absolutely be the odds on favorite at, at what I would project, maybe even money, maybe you get a plus 110, but honestly, it might even be negative. It could be like minus 110, minus 120 in, in my in my best estimation. So if hopping on it right now, a plus 165 looks pretty good. All they got to do is get past the Bengals and you're in the dance. I think it's pretty clear that if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, who else is going to, you know, what what game script do we need where Mahomes doesn't take the MVP? in that situation. So I like that bet. I'm giving that out as a pretty solid investment right now. I think in two weeks, you'll be really happy that you put that one down. Let's get into the second game of the weekend. The 49ers and the Rams play for the third time this season. Uh, They have played twice. Like I said, being in the same division, 49ers have taken both of those week eight. I believe it was a 31 to 10 blowout victory really kind of the win that sparked this run for the 49ers and turned around their season. Uh, Week 18, epic game, uh, overtime, I believe, um, with the 49ers winning 27-24. I think they were down 14-0 at one point, maybe 17-0, and had to come back in that game. So this 49ers team has a lot of fight in them. Another team where maybe you could make the case you're a bit surprised they're here, but Considering this team was just in a Super Bowl two years ago, you know, it's not like it really came out of nowhere. They're, they just they got hot and healthy at the right time. And that's a lot of times what's most important. Uh, this has been an interesting matchup over the years. Um, obviously, the head coaches, Sean, Mc, Sean McVay and uh, Kyle Shanahan, linked together. Um, McVay and Matt LaFleur both spending years under Shanahan as offensive assistants, you know, quarterback coaches, passing game coordinators, uh, while Shanahan ran uh, the offense as the offensive coordinator, I believe, for the uh, the Browns, Redskins and Falcons, all through all, all three of those teams. I think he was with either McVay or LaFleur at one point. Um, in their head-to-head, uh, the 49ers have won the last six matchups against these teams, uh, undefeated over the last three years. And uh, since 2017, when both coaches were named the head coach of their respective franchises, Shanahan is 8-2 and two straight up against McVay. Uh, so there's a clear advantage here. That's a pretty decent sample size. And like I said, the fact that Shanahan was uh, the more seniored a uh, member of the coaching staffs with their previous uh, organizations, and McVeigh was kind of the assistant under him. I think that kind of illustrates, you know, the the results here that I'm talking about. The eight and two record. I mean, if one guy is, you know, teaching the other guy how to run his offense, I mean, that kind of, that makes sense to me. That is a tangible thing here. So. A uh, lot of storylines here, obviously, with that and the the fact that these two teams uh, play twice a year. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's talk about some injuries real quick. Uh, Trent Williams is the big name to watch this week. He has been questionable all week with an ankle injury. He has been nursing this ankle injury throughout the entire playoffs, I believe. He has not missed time in live action. He has just been, you know, basically getting veteran days rest. There's no reason for Trent Williams to practice. He's one of the best, if not the best left tackles in the NFL currently. Uh, He's been in the league for what, 11 years, Um, you know, just uh, rest and recovery and then get ready to play on Sunday. So I think that's the plan. Uh, Limited in practice. Like I said, 
uh, throughout most of the week, was a full participant in Friday's walkthrough. So dude's playing. I would be really surprised if he's not. If he is out, that's an exploitable matchup for Von Miller and Aaron Donald. I talked about this last week with the injuries on the Bucks offensive line. It looks like I was kind of right about that one. Um, and so it's, again, a situation to watch the health of that offensive line, keeping Jimmy G protected. And also, you know, really the identity of this 49ers offense is their physicality and their ability to run the, run the ball. I think Elijah Mitchell had 27 rushing attempts uh, last weekend alone in, in Lambeau. And uh, obviously we know what they're doing with Debo Samuel. So again, the health of this offensive line is something to pay attention to specifically with Williams. Uh, another quick injury worth mentioning, Jeff Wilson, backup running back for the 49ers, key special teams contributor. He's questionable this week. If he can't play, uh, Trey Sermon, rookie, will be the backup to Elijah Mitchell. Um, which could, you know, if Mitchell goes down or if Sermon has to get some reps and he ends up, you know, inexperienced rookie jitters in the playoffs, maybe a fumble could be a game changer. Uh, on the Rams side, wide receiver Van Jefferson and safety Taylor Rep both questionable. Taylor Rep. Um, I think they'll both play, but I don't have much insight on that. So let's just keep moving. Uh, let's talk about a couple storylines real quick before I give you guys my picks, I guess. I want to talk about Eric Weddle for a second. If you guys aren't paying attention, uh, Eric Weddle is 37 years old. He came out of a two-year retirement period to play for this Rams team, and I think it's really cool that they're going on a bit of a run. I'm happy for him. So I wanted to, you know, Weddle was a guy I really enjoyed watching during his career with the Chargers, Ravens, and Rams. And uh, it's awesome to see him out there. He's getting significant playing time, too, as a guy who just kind of came off the couch. So that's interesting to see. I'm rooting for this Rams team in this game. I want them to go to the Super Bowl. Another guy I'm rooting for is Matt Stafford. I think it's awesome that he's finally getting this opportunity, especially in just his first year outside of Detroit. It really goes to show what could Matt Stafford's career have been if he wasn't with a dog shit franchise for his first 10 years. Uh, but the guy's only like 32, 33 years old. He's got half his career ahead of him, and he's in a great situation. So I do want to – I think the best matchup, too, from a viewership standpoint is Rams-Chiefs. I mean, we saw these teams play a few years ago when Jared freaking Goff was at quarterback, and it was one of the best football games we've ever seen. 54-51 shootout on Monday Night Football. You can't ask for anything more. And I think it would be a similar, you know, kind of storyline, both very high powered offenses. I think it'd be awesome. I'm not sure if I can get myself to making the Rams pick after discussing the pretty distinct coaching matchup here. I think McVay's a great coach, but this is the worst possible matchup with Shanahan just stealing his soul the last six times and eight out of the last 10 times they've played. Um, it's hard to pick against that. So I'm the spread here is uh, 49ers plus three and a half Rams minus three and a half. Uh, the Rams are a minus 180 money line favorite while Sam Fran is plus 152 on the money line. I got to be honest, guys, I kind of like San Fran to cover, if not win this game. I just kind of laid the case out there. Um, I think Nick Bosa will be very motivated to play in this game. Uh, specifically because I think that these younger players um, sometimes get up when they're facing like Hall of Fame or legendary players at their position on the opposite end. And so the angle I'm getting at here 
Nick Bosa wants to be the most dominant pass rusher in this game, uh, even though he's playing against Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald. I think. I don't, I'm not saying the other guys are not motivated, but I think that is an intrinsic motivation for Nick Bosa where he could end up really being a game wrecker here and coming away with two or three sacks, maybe a forced fumble, something like that. I think the 49ers can get pressure on Stafford, and I think that's going to be big here. Um, I think, you know, I might as well just go into a couple picks that I want to give out. Matt Stafford to throw an interception, I believe, minus 110 odds right now. And as much as I don't want to fade him, look, if I get a game wrong here, I think it's this one. You know, I'm like I said, I'm hoping the Rams win. I probably won't be betting this one because I'm emotionally torn. My brain is going one way. My heart is going the other way. But we've seen Stafford, you know, struggle at times. I think this 49ers defense might have a couple tricks up their sleeve. Just one interception at almost a pick em odds. I think that's doable. I talked about Elijah Mitchell having 27 carries last week. You can get him to have the most rushing yards of the weekend at minus 120. He's the clear favorite. Everyone else is above uh, three to one odds, and this guy's a minus 120 favorite. You have running backs like Joe Mixon and Cam Akers and then kind of the hodgepodge of the Chiefs backfield there. We can eliminate the Chiefs pretty much because they're they're just canceling each other out with carries. Mixon's a great, great running back, but if the Chiefs offense does what I expect them to do, I don't know how many carries he's getting specifically, you know, especially over the second half of that game if Burrow is having to come from behind. And uh, Cam, um, Cam Akers, like I said, like Cam Akers and Sony Michelle still kind of a, a 1A, 1B committee there as well. I don't know how much they're going to be able to really load up Cam Akers uh, workload. So give me Elijah Mitchell to have the most rushing yards this weekend at minus 120. I really like that bet. Uh, I just mentioned Cam Akers in a timeshare. His over-under for rushing attempts is 17 and a half this week, and I don't know why it's so high, especially like I'm projecting maybe the 49ers have a chance to win this game. Uh, maybe Stafford has to throw more in the second half. I just don't see how Cam Akers gets 18 rushing attempts. He's a great player, but that's a lot of work. And, you know, he's also involved in the passing game. So not all of his touches are going to come on the ground. I like that one. Um, so those are three player props that I'm looking at in this situation. Um, I'll wrap it up with the referee info and the uh, ticket counts. And then I've got one or two more uh, long shot bets that I want to give you guys. Um, so the referee in this game is Carl Sheffers. Uh, the home team is nine and seven straight up. Uh, six and 10 against the spread with Sheffers this season. So home teams only covered six out of 16 games with Sheffers. Uh, obviously the Rams being the home team over under eight and seven this year. So nothing significant, but uh, it is a uh, 50.6 points per game accumulative. It was the second highest points per game average by any referee this season. So that's noteworthy. Uh, the spreads on this game, about 56-44 on the money line to the Rams, about a 51-49 on the spread. So it's just a straight up, you know, 50-50 here. And the over-under, 61-39 to the over. Yeah, even though the – so the the over-under for the Chiefs game is seven points higher than the over-under for this one. I think I kind of like under in the Chiefs game over in – the Rams Niners game. If you, if I had to, you know, call that 
Um, one thing I didn't mention, and this is kind of like the main narrative that I, I really forgot to bring up earlier laying this game out. Um, Rams are going to have zero home field advantage in this game. Okay. Zero. Uh, StubHub released the numbers. Their online sales, uh, 43% of the tickets for this game are being sold in the Northern California territory. That's Niners country, baby. That ain't, there ain't no Rams fans out there. The 49ers have been the dominant team in the state of California for the last 40 years. The Rams have come and gone twice already. They don't have the public supporting. We've seen Kelly Stafford posting on Twitter begging people in Los Angeles not to sell their tickets, especially to 49ers fans. But this is this stadium, this is going to be a Niners environment. This The Rams are playing a road game this weekend, and I think that's huge. So official pick, 49ers plus three and a half. Kind of like them to win. I mentioned I want to give out a couple long shots, and it is correlated to that result. Uh, you can, If you like the 49ers to win this game like I do, why take the money line at plus 150 when you can take them minus 2.5 at plus 175? If they're going to win, odds are they win by at least three. I just think that's a great way to get a little bit of additional juice if you like that. And I also mentioned my picks for these games, I think – it's probably Chiefs 49ers. If you want to bet that exact result for the Super Bowl, uh, Chiefs versus 49ers matchup, uh, you can get that at plus 200. And I think I even saw on one book exact result, Chiefs beat 49ers in the Super Bowl. think you can get that at 6-1, to one, guys. I hope I'm not giving you the wrong price, um, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's a 6-1 to one exact result. So, Look into that because um, there's, you know, it, it, there's only three football games left. So maybe rather than betting them one at a time, if you just if you want to pick your shot on the Super Bowl winner right now, like I'm doing with a couple of these or even the exact matchup. I told you guys I got Mahomes to win the MVP at plus 165 just because I think that's a, a great way to get additional juice on, you know, the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So a couple different ways to play this. It's all about, you know. Playing some chess, not checkers. Um, but that's pretty much my breakdown, guys. Keeping this one under a half an hour for y'all. I feel great about this episode. The picks have been cold lately, but I think the content's been good. I've seen the listener numbers actually going up recently. I'm not sure if it's because it's the playoffs or if it's because I'm getting better at this stuff. I hope it's a little bit of both. But uh, have fun this weekend, and uh, we'll get after it for Super Bowl week, right? So thanks for listening again, guys. I am out of here. Ramble on.